Hello and welcome to another edition of Open All Hours, the QPR podcast that is basically exists to help Mel sell his book. <laughs> this week, I am joined by Mel Huckeridge, whose book is called what again, Mel? Why, you bastards. Um, guilty by association. Right, 30 seconds in, we've had a first world word and it wasn't for me. <laughs> Brilliant. And after a long time of long time no see, Mr. Wise is back. Charlie, how you doing, big man? You all right? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Now, we will be joined by a QPR legend, overused word, but he he, he done rather well for us, I think, in Tony Curry. Footballing legend, I think. Well, footballing legend, but he did well for us as well, to be fair. And he was captain of the, the cup final, which isn't bad. Yeah. Well, I'll do. Um, so in my book, that makes you a legend. How many people have captained QPR in a cup final? Two. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> well, no, there's there's three finals, isn't there? But we don't count one, so that's yeah, two. You're right, two people. No, no, no. FA Cup final was Glenn Rowley was the captain in the first game, but he was suspended for the second, wasn't he? Yeah, but he still captained QPR Wembley, didn't he? No, I said that's why I said two, didn't I? Anyway, go. Oh <laughs> shit! Yes. All right. Oh, been done by mail and the history. Yeah, well, isn't? of course, of course. Go on. Anyway. So he'll hopefully be joining us because he's going to talk about the event the club are doing in a few weeks at Hamilton Town Hall on St. Patrick's Day, the 17th at the Lyric. They're going to be doing like an 82 40-year anniversary, which I think is quite a good idea, actually. It's something that we should be doing a lot more of that we, we don't. So that'll be that'll be decent. Anyway, so I'm going to talk to you. We've just had a wee conversation about Blackbird offline, and um, I think we should just exercise that ghost now. Mill, tell me why you think I'm a bit of a tit for going. Because... It's blood. It's a long way. It was on the telly. It was early. It was cold. It's up north. Red sky at night. Rangers will lose. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> when you feel like that. Uh, well, what did you? What, what did you think of the game, Lomel? I'm telling you, watched it in the um, Black Horse. We yeah, I did. Um, we we didn't. We weren't at the races. I know we had a couple of chances near the end of the half, but we they were they were up for it. We looked. We looked. Tired, flat, call it what you uh, just not really, not really with it. And and Blackburn knew Blackburn are on a you know, you know, it's like playing range the same as Barnsley the other week. If you, you know, if you, if you want to pick yourself up after being down a while, play us, you know. Yeah. Uh, over got Rangers right, they won't be up for it. And it's sort of a, a bit of an indictment, it's just our club over the years, and, and they are up for it these days, but they they would just put off it was the worst we played all season, really. Um. Uh, I know Marshall made a mistake for the goal in the end, but he made a couple of good saves before that. And Ding made a couple of good saves. So really, our keepers were our two keepers were our best players. Let's face it. You, I wouldn't even Jimmy Dunn, who's pretty reliable, made a shocking error in the first half when he got in caught in possession. You know, so everyone was wasn't at the races, were they? Let's let's just face facts and and turn it around this Saturday. Hopefully, beat Cardiff and it's all forgotten. But it's just look, we know second's very unlikely. I know it's it's it's, it's a, it's a Bit of a pipe dream, really. He'd love it to think it, but you just got to carry on winning. If we win another six matches, we'll be probably in the playoffs. So that's that's what we got. Then it's a bloody lottery, but that, that's what we got to look forward to. And we've had a good season, so look, it, we just we were poor Saturday. Full stop. There's, there's no other other way of looking at it, is there really? And um, what, what do you reckon, Charlie? Did you um, what, would you, what do you make about it? I was just trying to cast my mind back after doing everything I can to forget every element of what Saturday offered or shall I say didn't offer 
as 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 Mel rightly mentioned, QPR just failed to turn up. It was an abysmal performance, um, and you know I'm not surprised. Blackburn, I think we haven't won there. Is it 23 games or 23 years, something like that? 23 years. But 23 years. Blackburn have won one in seven. They haven't scored in God knows how long. And there you go, QPR. And they're missing three of the best, two of the best players. Yeah, you know, just the list goes on. But um, and and that didn't show. You know, you you look at the at the first half. Blackburn brought the game right to us. Um, we could barely get out of our half. And the times we did, we we just looked so poor, just so fatigued. Uh, but I think as well that the sort of mental battle was starting to come into play now as well as the sort of physical battle that we talked about for so long with with the, the fixture congestion. Um, and I think this is going to be the crucial point. Now, I think the crucial point was on Saturday, as I, as I mentioned just before we started the podcast. I think that was one of the biggest games you've had in a long while now, Blackburn aside, in and around us. Um, and it was a point where, you know, we beat in Blackpool. We had a chance to, to make it two wins from two and we failed to do so. And it was bitterly disappointing the way we well we attempted to play because arguably we didn't really play football and, and as well mentioned I think Sandy Dieng had a good first half um, and it was disappointing to concede a goal in that manner when I think actually David Marshall did quite well actually when he came on as Mel also mentioned he made some good saves but yeah to concede the goal like that was just you know so disappointing and, and just to lose the game in that fashion. Um, I think maybe the one thing I took away that was a positive was that Sam McCallum was back. And I think, you mm. know, I've really enjoyed watching him this season. I think he actually quite well when he came on. But bar that, it was one to desperately forget and just move on from and just try try and take some positives into Saturday. Um, maybe from the Blackpool game, because there wasn't many to take from, sorry, from the, yeah, from the Blackpool game, because there wasn't many to take from the Blackburn game. So yeah, onwards and upwards is a crunch time now. I think the thing is that Obviously, it got up there because I'm, I've got no life. And um, it, I knew it was going to be bad when you get the train and the guy goes at 7.30 in the morning. Um, they've, um, I have nothing up here. Um, this is the buffet guy. But if you'd, um, you'd probably see me, but I wouldn't get your hopes up. And that just summed the whole day up for me. Don't get your hopes up, which was ringing through my head the whole day. And it was kind of a weird one because I think, you know, our, our game's catching up with Zwee, but maybe they are. But I think... Was it was new? Wolves and Dublin, that was the time guard as he said that. <laughs> I don't know. It, it could have well been. I don't think so, though, because it was the same guy on the way back and he was trying to get hold of a drunk Sunderland fan who left his money at the, the um, anyway, that's another story. But um what I did notice about Saturday was it didn't it just didn't work. Everything we tried, we didn't get a corner to deadly it, and everything just conspired against us. We just couldn't get going. I think that's the, the, the nicest and most honest way of saying it is it's just like Millwall, we just didn't get going. And um Games are catching up with a wee bit, but doesn't mean that we can't get the players, which we still settle for, in all honesty. But going back to the Yang, I don't know what like TV, but I thought your man was lucky he didn't get shown a red for that because I thought he, he followed through into the net. I mean, what did you how did you see it, Mill? Uh, nah, he, nah. He, 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 nah it, it wasn't, it wasn't, he went for the ball. It was, I Fair think enough. his own foot, but I thought it wasn't, it wasn't a foul. There was a naughty one in the second half, um, when the bloke left his studs on, well, I can't remember who, but. No, no, I said, no, it wasn't the red card. It wasn't even the booking. No. Obviously, I saw it on the telly. And it, yeah, yeah. better than you did. No, it really wasn't. He, he went for the ball, Gallagher. He, he barely touched him. I think Jinx will hurt himself, actually. It didn't look a lot. It didn't look a lot of the time. I'd have sent him off anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. It was the only one. We lost the game. Back, wouldn't it? Um, but, yeah, look. look just look. It's, it's done. But, you know, Saturday now. It's hopefully, get a win. Cardiff are pretty indifferent, aren't they? So uh, let's get get three points Saturday, 
and stay, you know, fourth, fifth or whatever we are. Just stay, stay out there for the rest you know, season. We've got, then we've got a couple of toughish away games as well coming up then. Um, but it's basically, if you win half the games you've got left, you'll make the playoffs pretty much. So, what, what, what are you thinking? Um, both of you are good at Charlie first. But what, what do you think about this new non striker policy that we have at the moment? I've just you're just about to come on to that. Yeah, you read my mind. Oh, go on. Yeah. I think it says a lot for um, how much faith Mark Warburton has in Andre Gray when you're the only striker in the whole squad and he still opts to put you on the bench. Um, yeah. It's I, It does baffle me. It's We know how good we are when we have Chair and Willock together um, and Mark Warburton obviously vouches for that till the cows mm. come home. But now to the point where he's not putting a striker for them to play off to have a pivot point, to have an outlet. It just it, it just blows my mind. I think we got... I don't even think we really look very good with it on Blackpool. I think, um, you know, at points of that game, I thought we were quite poor and, you know, we kind of got away one in the end. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, look, look, Dykes is out and I think Austin did, did make the bench. I'm not sure whether that was for fitness or I think did he get a knock? I can't quite remember now. I think it's why it's got COVID, so it could have been... Oh, OK, yeah. Um, but even so, look, you've, you've got a number nine on the bench. Even if you can play 60 minutes, just start him. Whether his fitness isn't quite there or what have you, start him. You've got to have an outlet at the front of that team. Just there's just it was just nothing happened. It was just, you know, Chair and Willock got the ball and they just sort of, you know, they just sort of looked up and there was just no one there. But at the same time, another thing that I bang on about and I bang on about is how influential these wings, these wing backs are to creating chance in this side. If you've got wing backs again up and down the pitch and look to put a ball in the box, Chair and Willock naturally don't don't have that urgency, that positional sense to, to find the space in the box to try and get on the end of the cross. They don't do it. They're not that, they're not that, not that type of player. So it was kind of like it was cancelling himself out before the game started. I mean, look, who am I to say he's got the positional, the uh, tactical knowledge that I don't. But to me, it just looks a no-brainer just to start whatever striker you've got. Just You've got to have a striker on that side. For me, this false nine is not a way to be approaching the next game if, if again, if it's only under grey available. Well... Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think it was semi-forced upon him. I wouldn't say false, but yeah. Look, we tried to get someone in, obviously, in the in the January window, another forward, but they obviously didn't did get who they wanted or couldn't afford whoever, you know, what was asked. Um, I don't think they're not going to stick with this. I think it was just what he's got available and what he fancies at the moment. Gray's, Gray's movement, to me, is quite poor. It's just, he's moved, you know, he, he can finish maybe, but he, his movement isn't very good, is it? Um, no, I agree. I agree. But at the same time, I think when, if you actually maybe compare how we was like, don't get me wrong. I'm not the biggest advocate of Gray. I think, you know, he's, he's been very poor in moments with us, but if he, there was actually a fantastic chance. That, okay. Maybe he could have done a little bit better, but that, you know, that ball went over the top towards the end of the second half. Um, he, he, you know, he brought it nearly brought it down, nearly got a shot off. But I think when you don't have him on that pitch, even no matter what his ability, when you haven't got a player that knows how to get in behind to some extent, you can't break teams down. I think that was the problem in the second, like in the first and second half, when we just didn't seem to get at Blackburn when it was just Chair and Willock, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the trouble is with, with Gray, he's obviously low on form. I mean, I would have thought that after Derby, he'd be flying, and it yeah. hasn't really happened. And I think we're still, um, Charlie's out of form a wee bit as well, and needs to get his confidence up, and obviously, Dad is injured. So I guess, like Mel said, we tried to get someone, it hasn't worked, so he's trying different means, he's trying to go around it. But Generally, didn't think it was going to happen Saturday. I mean, one corner all game sort of said it already, didn't it? I mean, you might. Yeah. And it wasn't like Blackburn were 
massively brilliant at the back. But at one stage, I think we sent Jimmy Dunn up towards the end yeah. to sort of add a wee bit of um, malice to it and stuff like that. And he, you know, he's without a doubt, uh, he's been the sound of the season for me. I'm not just saying that because he comes from Maryland, blah, blah, blah. But he's been, he's been amazing. And um, I just, I don't young, know. Young bloke on a free transfer as well. That's a fantastic signing. It is. And, and the thing is, it's, it's like if we had to be where we are now, and I know we keep saying it, it's, it's kind of current form puts us more at the other end of the table, which is which is not good. But you kind of think, like Mel says, we, if, if we can go and beat Cardiff, get a decent result against Luton, which will never be easy up there. Um, you, you never know. We're back on course, but I think we've got to realise that second is gone. And second was probably never really realistic. Anyway, it wasn't Mel, let's be honest. I mean, second was always a pipe dream. It was it was for other teams to mess it up to, to give us the chance of getting second. You look, you have you have to be honest with this. We were we're always going to make some sort of bad patch, you know. Um, pretty much all teams do, unless you, unless you're very very good. And Rangers, look, what well, I like what I'm watching this season with the last time I was on, but but it's it, we're still we're still in the playoffs. And people are talking as if you know as if we're just about to get bloody relegated, you know. So. We're up there and it's in our hands. We we, we win half the matches we've got left, give or take. We'll make the playoffs and it's a lottery, let's be honest. And I like the fact that Middlesbrough won last night because that gives them more matches. You know, like they had extra time and everything last night. Forest and Huddersfield. Huddersfield have come from nowhere. 17, we were the last team to beat them. 17 That's matches. That's true, Yeah. You know, 17 mm. matches unbeaten, but they played each other in the FA Cup on, on Monday night, I think it is. So let, let them kick lumps off each other. And and then oh, look, go injury free into a potential playoff semi final, strike final, and well, <laughs> anything can happen, can it? I mean, the thing is, Huddersfield do worry me because I, I I don't know where they're finding this form from. But Jesus, I mean, <laughs> bad just... run. Hey, they're probably so you know they might lose the next match and then stop. But it, there's no divine right. Fulham are the best team. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I think they're going to walk it sadly for us. Would, yeah. It's it's tricky though know, because it's kind of like Charlie. I don't know. What you, I mean, you're you're a younger person than me and Mel. I mean, Mel's actually one of the few people who's actually older than me, which I always love having him on the podcast for mm-hmm. um, because I feel less ancient. But I look. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you look about 110. Um, Charlie, I mean, is it because we dared to dream or whatever you, you say and? People got a wee bit excited. It's it's kind of got a wee bit wrong. I think people overreacting with the disappointment. Um, you can take it both ways. It's you know the the natural prediction and the natural curve of the way you're performing and achieving results. It, you know you can't help yourselves but get almost carried away with that. And and at the same time, I think you know as. As, as Mel rightly mentioned, the the prospect of getting in the top two was only there through teams, you know, being abysmal at points and simply, you know, going on their own bad run. So, you know, having a, a blip like this, okay, maybe it's prolonging a bit more than a blip now and it is becoming a, a little bit of a, a rough patch. You know, these happen to all sides in the championship, but the problem is it's, it's how you get out of it and how much you let it affect you. And I think this is the problem now a little bit. I think it's affecting the mentality and psychologically, I think it's starting to take a toll. Maybe there's starting to a little bit of self-doubt creeping in. You know, can we do it? Do we have what it takes? Have we got the squad depth? And and this is the problem now. It's do we have the capability to pick ourselves back up, 
again after you know what maybe we thought we did against Blackpool next week and then it came tumbling down again on Saturday do we have the ability to go out there do it against Cardiff and then we've got we've got a very tough run of games you've got Luton Forest Peterborough you've got Fulham and Sheffield United all in and amongst it and that's going to be the determining point you know how how long is it going to take us to get out of this form you know this bad run of form and can we do it yes you can say we've got carried away yes maybe now we're victims of our own success all the cliches you like but you know, this is the business end of the season. You know, these next six games will determine whether we get there or not, in my opinion. And we've got to put up a fight. We've got to pick ourselves back up. And I think Cardiff Saturday at home is the opportunity to do so. It is a must win. I've been maybe saying that too many times this season, but Saturday is so instrumental to set ourselves up because then the Luton game, um, another massive game with a team just below us with a game in hand, only two points off us. It, this is you know this is where it's going to you know this is where it's all going to matter now. On the other on the side of that is, um, I think that we can maybe I don't know. I just think looking back at the season, we can sort of say it went wrong here, went wrong there. But I predict we'll beat Fulham and lose to Peterborough. But that's just the way I see QPR sometimes. It's like mm. we'll probably go on and beat Luton, and I, I feel better playing the bigger side or so-called more successful sides this yeah. division. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we, we just seem to be if we're if we're favourites, we seem to tend to over. I thought we would be overthinking games a wee bit recently, and yeah. maybe that's because the expectations are on the players and everything else. But it it just seems a little bit sad to me that it's it's play, people are having a wee bit of a go at them, and I, I just think we should. Well, it's a rally cry, isn't it? Get behind them and see what happens. Because if someone had said ninth or eighth, you'd be you'd you'd have bit their hand off, like. But it's just a shame because we we're in it with a chance. Yeah. yeah, the day is that we match well, by one game, caught our games up now, and not being in the cup. Although you still like to be in it, we you know, like we have three weeks, so we've got a free week this week. We've got a free week next week, you know, midweek, which is quite important um, in terms of fitness, etc. They looked leggy at Blackburn, didn't they? And let's face it, the, the Blackpool game, they every player put a shift in, didn't they? We looked comfortable, yeah. but everyone really, really full, and you, I was, you know, you're proud of them. Um, I think, you know, they might have won comfortably with 11, but we didn't have 11. So, and, you know, and we managed, managed to win. So, th- these these things, that's why I thought Middlesbrough winning last night. I thought, good, yeah, good. Keep you keep you lot in the cup. Stay in there. Get to the semi-finals. Keep, keep, you know, I know it's nice to be in it, but these games all add up. Hey, welcome to the QPR podcast, Tony. Hi. You all right, everybody? We're fine. Good of you to join us. That went Really well, no hitch at all. Um, Charlie, do you want to make that point you're going to make about um, Black, but then we'll come and have we chat with Tony? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I just wanted to say that for me, I think, you know, there's a lot of disappointment around the club at the moment about the string of results um, and how the teams are performing. But for me, I think I'm not trying to be too critical, but I think the th- the thing is, what's this point of me? And, you know, we've, we talked about how... Um, you know, victims own success and and this now, like if we don't get playoffs, it's it's a shambles, you know, we've, we've fallen short, uh, it's not good enough, you know, lots of things have been flying about. But, but what's disappointing for me at the moment is just the level of performance. I don't think we played well for quite a while now. And despite not playing well, yes, we have got the results before, but I think that's catching up on us. And um, I don't mind losing. I've got no problem with losing. I've got no problem with eventually, you know, and hypothetically, if we played well, we gave it our all and it just came to be at the end of the season that other teams strung a better string of results together, They put, you know, and they managed to get in there and we dropped out. I've got no problem with that. As long as we go out there, we give it our all 
we try and turn up on our best capacity. But that's why, for me, when I get disappointed, disappointed is when we play like that on Blackburn, where it just seems so half-hearted. And that's when I start to get frustrated. But yeah, I just wanted to get that out off, off my chest before the point. I don't know how, how you guys feel about that. But like, I've got no problem with us losing, but in the right way. And for me on, me on Saturday with Blackburn, it just wasn't the right way. That's I've got, fair enough. Thingy, I've got a, I think this would be quite a good idea, as Tony's now with us. Obviously, Tony works for uh, his ambassador for Sheffield United. Now, obviously, Sheffield United run through a bit of form. I'd like to know what Tony's thoughts are and what the way what what, what the feeling is at Sheffield United at the moment because they're they're in a playoff place, give or take, aren't they? At the moment, so what, yeah, what, we've. What... Um, I'll say we. Sorry, QPR supporters. You're all right. <laughs> you're fine. I I have worked at Sheffield United for uh, forty four years, so I have to say we. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we've done very well after a poor start and, and um, recently got some great results, but uh, have thrown a few silly uh, silly points away, i.e., uh, who was it, Preston, after being 2-0 up away and uh, against 10 men and they got back to 2 all. There's two points gone there. We drew against um, Huddersfield away. I thought we should have won that game. So, you know, we 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 we've lost a few points, at, and but but we're still up there. And um, who did we play the other night? I can't remember who we played the other night, but um, that uh, was a draw. That was yeah, a draw, draw, wasn't it? Um, away from home, wasn't it? Who was it? Anyway, yeah, and, and, but. but Millwall, yeah, we lost. We lost two 0 at Millwall. You know that was uh, that was a that was a setback. But um, but QPR, they've um, they've been in the top six for a while now, I think, haven't they? And so they, you know, they they they've lost a few games here and there as we have. But we're we're still we're we're both still up there, and and hopefully uh, we can we can be in the playoffs together. The, tr- the, the trouble is, you, you kind of look at this league and you forget how everyone's trying so hard. And you look at West Brom, you think, how the hell has that happened? You know, the money they spent and everything else. It just shows this league is relentless and it's oh, hard. It's, it, it's ridiculous. It's uh, I, I can't believe the likes of Huddersfield and Blackburn are up there in in the in the top four. I, I really can't. Um, and and anybody can beat anybody apart from perhaps Fulham. I mean, we yeah. we went to Fulham and won one nil. Yeah, a couple of months ago, you know, it's. Uh, I think Huddersfield bit as well, Tony. Huddersfield bit into one as they well. They did, yeah, at Fulham, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I mean, you know. everyone's beat, everyone's beatable, but we're just a bit. The trouble with Rangers is that we're kind of like didn't expect to be in this position, and we've we're kind of tasted it a wee bit. We we want to stay there. And it's all going a wee bit on a bump. We hit a bump, as they say in the road, but we're just hoping with this league we can get our fixtures back, get get a mojo back, and get going again because we've been starved of. Um, of happiness for quite a while. The irony, the irony is that we've got to play Sheffield United twice, haven't we? I was just <laughs> going to say that. I was just going to say that, Mel. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there's six points there, isn't there for for somebody? Shall we, <laughs> well, exactly. shall we, shall we share the points? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll tell you that. We come to a gentleman's agreement. Depending on well, I think they're not too April those games, so we not we'll have a better idea of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, I'm, well, the thing is, they told me you you're taking part in this. Uh, 40th anniversary of the 82 Cup um, Cup final with um, I think it's Bob Hazel, Peter Hucker, 
Gary Mickaway. I, I, do you remember much about all that time with them lads? Is it, is it the first time you've seen them for a while? Well, we, we, we did have a 30th anniversary 10 years ago. I, my maths are still good. That even would, though that would <laughs> so and so there was about seven or eight of us on on, on that day and um you know uh, bob's bob's son was in in the academy at uh, sheffield united um oh. must be 10 must be 10 years ago now or perhaps more so i saw a bit of bob then and um he was one of my roommates as i already told mel and uh and andy sinton as well um and peter Ucker was was one of my roommates as well. We used to play crib forever, all the time. I think I'm still in, in front, but uh, and he owes me a few, Bob. But it, it'd be great to see them. Well, the four of them, it'd be great to see him. It's just a shame there isn't uh, more more that are going to be there on the night. I spoke to uh, Tony. I spoke to Andy Sinton the other day. I bumped into him outside Rangers, and uh, I did ask him this. And I think a lot of it was it's like like. Terry Fennick, Simon Stainer, or John Gregory are all abroad. So yeah. that uh, Clive Allen's got a BT Sport gig that night. Um, obviously, poor old Glenn isn't with us anymore. Um, and there's a couple of, I think Ian Gillard couldn't make it. And, and Gary Waddock, is, is his 60th birthday or something? His wife's taking him out. So it was all it was all a bit, it probably went, it probably picked a bad night by the sound of it. But, uh, and St. No. Patrick's Day as well doesn't help. Is it, is it actually on Paddy's night, is it? Yeah. 17th really? of March. Yeah. Uh, I know these things. But um, no, it's, it's a shame. I'd, I'd have loved to have seen Wado. He was uh he was he was great to play in midfield with um he was your leg he was your legs, Tony, wasn't he? Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was getting on a bit, yeah. <laughs> but you weren't that old. Hey? <laughs> well were you when you signed for QPR Tony? What 30, what? 29, 30? 29, 29, yeah. That is spring chicken. I mean, Jesus. I mean, what was it like coming to QPR then? Because Jim was quite an interesting chairman, wasn't he? And um, a character and a half. And it was a, it was a good time to, to play for QPR. Oh, it was great. We, we, um, Tommy Doc made some great signings. Chris Woods and um, Dave McCreary, mm. myself, Mickey Walsh, um, and a couple of others. It was. Um, it was it was a good time, and we we underachieved. We we really underachieved, and uh, we, we, which was a shame. We should have we should have been with them players that he, he brought in. We should have uh, probably got promotion in the first two years. Really, when, when I, I think was, the, I think the first season we came was it was it fifth Tony? We came the first time. Yeah, around about there. We 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 were fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, that sort of thing. Every. Every season, and then the, the last season, I uh, I got injured five days before the start, and uh, at Plough Lane we played Wimbledon, and uh, I got injured, and uh, I, I was out for a couple of months, and because the team were doing so well, I couldn't get back in, and uh, I think John Gregory and Waddo were in midfield with whoever else, and. Uh, and I, I couldn't get in. I only played the one game all season against Blackburn at home, two all draw, and I, I shouldn't have played because I was, I weren't even fifty percent fit. I don't think with the, with a knee, it was really bad. And uh, Ben has given me a right rollicking at, at, at the end of the game. And um, I, I, I only played the one game all season. Of course, we 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 got promotion, and uh, unfortunately, I I didn't qualify for a medal, which was a shame. 
is a strange yeah. one. That Blackburn game, I'd forgotten that about that game. That was the game when Blackburn scored and the ball didn't go in the net, wasn't it? Do you remember? It went, it went off, didn't it? Do you remember? No, I don't. <laughs> it hit the back stanchion and come back on and the bloke put the ball in the net and the ball had gone off. Really? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. No. Uh, anyway. I mean, to be fair, it just proves that referees hit it as that as well, Mel. Uh, nah, no, we, we walked the league that year, really. We were comfortable. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean... Just before, yeah, the, the, the cup final, go back to the cup final, Tony. I mean, I guess it's different in them days because the cup final was was a hell of a day, wasn't it? I mean, and the fact that nobody expected QPR to get anywhere near it, um, and we, we didn't have to give it a right go. But what's your memories from the cup final and the whole atmosphere and everything? Oh, the atmosphere was just phenomenal. I mean, you know, we were getting... 16,000 crowds at Loftus Road, and then all of a sudden, thirty-five thousand turned up at Wembley. It was, it was fantastic, and um, you know, we, we 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 did ourselves proud, really. Mm. Funnily enough, I um, I, I've got a walking machine, uh, you know, one of these treadmills, and I put the 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 first game, the Saturday game, the first game, the one all draw. I put it on and. Uh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe how, how much running I did in that game and tackling and stuff like that. And I was quite proud of myself actually. And uh, to watch it again over the years, and um, you know, I suppose Tottenham on the on the day perhaps had the better chances and deserved to have gone through. But um, you know, in the second game, in the, in the replay, if it hadn't been for some idiot that gave away a penalty, <laughs> can't remember the bloke's name, but. Uh, I do apologise. Um, uh, we, we, he dived. We, he dived, Tony. He dived. Yeah, he dived. Yeah, right. No, we, 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 we. I think we deserved to have, uh, to have, to have won that game. We had a chance to win that because they were out. They were out on their, out on their feet. Then they played so many games that year. But, uh, but I think, I think uh, Glenn Oddle made a tackle on Waddo a two-footed tackle which the referee didn't give and the ball broke loose and I think that was the um, that was the first goal in the first game and um, I'm pretty sure that was the one it, it, you know, it, it should have been a free kick to us but uh, there you go there you go but we did have to get well, I mean you said it yourself we gave a good account of ourselves but I would, I would go further instead of when you think how good that Spurs side was I mean Mill I don't know if you remember that far back in your your youth. I, I was I was there, yes, of course I was. And um, it, it it felt like we could really do it, didn't it? I mean, everyone every, the, the Rangers fans are massively confident because we had a bloody good football inside. I look, have a look at yeah, you know, we people like I mean, poor old Clive Allen got injured like a minute into the game. You know, mm. it, it, like so five years later, he ended up at Spurs and scored fourteen nine goals in the season for them. So you have a look at the players we had, certainly Tony included, like Tony's. Only 17 England caps when he should have caught a hell of a lot more. You know, Peter Hucker, great keeper, John Gregory, Simon Stone, and Mike Fanny. These are all good footballers. Yeah. Terry, you know, it's so. It's, Thanks, Bob Hazel. Yeah, Rangers, Rangers, you know, but we had a good side. And look, we, and we pissed the league the next year. Bob, uh, and then, Bob, was, <laughs> Bob was a great defender. He was, I mean, he was massive and he was, he was um, so quick, so quick over the ground. You know, he weren't. He weren't the greatest on the ball, but he was so quick and powerful, and uh, you know, and and it, it was a shame because we really fancied our chances in the in the replay. But without Clive, 
he, I mean, as you said, he was injured early on, and, and I think he went off after about well, just before half time, I think, didn't he? And, yeah, I think he got the injury in the first minute, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he did. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was. It, we, you know, we was out, Glenn. We without Glenn, Roder in the in the in the in the replay and Clive, which 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 you know it didn't help, but. Um, we we gave a good account of ourselves in the in the second game as well, and uh, just a shame, you know. We didn't we I, I didn't think we fired that well up front. Simon and and Mickey Flanagan, they they didn't play to their full potential on the day, and um, you know I think that was that was the main cause of not the main cause. Sorry, one one of the reasons we didn't. Um, Perhaps score a goal or, or two. Well, and, and and the referee Clive White, but we won't go. We won't go into that. <laughs> well, yeah, he was. He, he, I, I was a bit disappointed with him. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, mind you, the penalty was a penalty without doubt. But um, but we should have had one in the second half, shouldn't we? But um, I think Garth Crooks hacked Terry Fenwick's legs. I remember that. And the goal, we, there was nothing wrong with the goal we had disallowed. Michael White's goal, nothing wrong with that. So anyway, I'll have to dig that one out. The replay, I'll have to get on the treadmill next time. Tony, what's the most replay? Yeah, I wouldn't bother Tony. There's a penalty. You might not want to watch that. You might just fast forward a bit over that penalty <laughs> bit and just go. Oh yeah, I know what they're talking about. No, but it'd be nice. I've, it'd be nice I've, to see what. I guess it's nice that you know it's 40 years old. That's a long time, isn't it? Jesus, we're all getting on a bit, but you know it's just. He's talking about squads in them days, but the QPR squad wasn't that big in them days either. So to lose them players for that replay was massive. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, and as uh, as Mel said, it, it was a it was a very decent team we had, you know, and uh, especially in midfield. But but so did they. They had they had some great talent on the field, didn't they? Thank thankfully, our dealers and and Via were, were didn't didn't go because of the fault, didn't play because of the Falklands. So that that you know we we were we were up for it, but um, and, and we had a plan to to stop Glenn. You know, uh, Venner's had a great plan to stop stop Glenn, and uh, and I thought we did a good job on him. Obviously, you you can't stop him for all the game, but um, you know he, he had a decent game. But we stopped him a lot on the tactics we had. You know, we were trying to surround him every time he got near the ball, and uh, and it worked most of the time. It was it was good tactic. It must have been amazing that he part of QPR going through West London them days as well, and. Uh... You know, up to the final and everything else, because I was in Belfast and as a spring chick, I was, I think I was about twelve then. So I, obviously, I wasn't here, but that must have been bloody amazing. Like, oh, it was, it was fabulous. I mean, we had a, we had a decent run in. You know, I mean, I remember Middlesbrough was it uh, away? Uh, yeah, yeah. Blackpool was it? Yeah, Middlesbrough, Blackpool, Middlesbrough, Blackpool, Grimsby, Palace, West Bromsburg. Grimsby, there you go. You know, and. And West Brom at Ivory, I mean, that that was the best time. And, uh, you know, celebrating afterwards the old champagne in the in the Arsenal baths and everything and wearing the bloody final. And, and you, you know, you had four or five weeks up to the final and you're walking on bloody cloud nine because you're in the final and 99% of other players are not in it. And it was just fantastic. I mean, God knows how, how the likes of Waddo and, the young'uns felt like that, but I, I felt like that. It was just fantastic. It took me, I mean, I got the three semi-finals with, uh, 
Leeds United. Three in a, three years I was there. A semi-final every season I was there and we lost every one. So I thought my time had finished. I thought mm. that, that's me lot. But every every boy, as a kid, every boy dreams of playing in a cup final, or they used to do. Perhaps it's not as not as big no. as what it used to be, but uh, well, it isn't, is it? It's, I, it's I, I, I still dream about it. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you play, Mel. You should <laughs> keep dreaming, um, Mel. <laughs> but the thing is, you're right, Luke. That's the sad thing, isn't it? I mean, it's it's it has been diluted. There's no two ways about it. I mean, even the fact that. It, for a couple of seasons, they played premiership games the same day as a cup final, which is just ridiculous. It just, to me, it needs to go, I mean, I'm old, I, I don't care who said it, but it needs to go back to that special freedom because the whole thing was you wake up, you know, I think it was the first time I'd ever seen QPR live on TV, really, if I'm being honest, because, you know, we got the Wembley, there was a, they were on the coach, and people could identify with the squad and the team and the players, and, we, you know, of course, us being division two and everything else, but it just seems such a magical time. And, and now it's just like FA Cup finals, just like any Premier League match. It just seemed ridiculous. Yeah, I I didn't even watch the um, Chelsea-Liverpool game and apparently it was a great nil-nil. It was, yeah, it was quite entertaining. It was entertaining, yeah. It's a fabulous with the keeper headed into Mars. Yeah. That was nice. I'm but, just sorry. I'm just sorry. I'm just, think, I'm just thinking of something here, Tony. I'll just, you know, while, while you're talking there. Were you the only player in that 82 team who played at Wembley before then because obviously you, 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 know, you played there for England um, mm. I'm thinking I, you might have been the only player on the pitch who'd actually played there yeah um, yeah 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 I must have been Fen no he, he, no, no he, Fen was after that Fen was yeah. after that in the England team wasn't he so, yeah, that, yeah yeah and John Gregory as well so five Allen but all, all later wasn't it it's all later yeah, I'd have been the I'd have been the only one, I would imagine. Yeah, unless any of them played. Oh, oh Ian Gillard, Ian Gillard. Oh, Gilly might have played for England. Yeah. Yeah, no, he did. He, he got about five caps, didn't he, Gilly? I think. Yeah, yeah. No, right. Okay, well, that, 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 there, there goes my there goes my balloon bursting there. But I just started thinking you might have been the only one. But um, it would be so bad. Is Gilly all right? I haven't seen him for years. Um, apparently, Tony, he's he, you've got a thing on the Sunday. Um, at Rangers when we were playing Peterborough on the Sunday yeah and, uh, and Andy's sitting and told me that Gilly's going to be there oh lovely um, I'll, 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 actually while, while you're on Tony I'll, to, to, to push your book a bit are you doing that are you, is there any hope are you doing the book signing at Rangers yeah not not on that day though I think I've had a word with Andy Sinton and, and we're going to leave that out on that day Right, yeah, um, and just just so the, the the nine or ten of us that are going to be there can spend some time together. Okay, also nice. well, we've got kick off that day as well, so it's not. It's but not but I might. Um, I've, I've got to do on. Uh, it's the day after we play the Rangers at Loftus Road, so or is no it's the same night I'm doing something in, in Watford for my brother a and a in Watford so I'm hoping right. to be, I'm hoping to be at that game uh, QPR Sheffield United on the is it around about the end of April well you'll, you'll get that's quite handy for you and you've got two lots of tickets wouldn't you that's right of course <laughs> and what, what I deserve it <laughs> so I'm just thinking because Mel might have mentioned it. You've got a booker. If I just see you outside the loft selling a book with Mel, because Mel's got his booker as well, so Mel can give you some really good tips told you how to shift an autobiography. Yeah, don't yeah, don't listen to me. He's, he's tip number one. Um, 
<laughs> what's your uh, food called, Tony, for those who don't know, and, and, and what's it about, roughly? What's my book called? Imperfect 10. Like it. I like and, that. And on the front cover is Tony in a Sheffield United kit, in a Leeds kit, and in a Rangers tracksuit in the cup final. That's the front cover, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's selling very well. How much, how much do you think you sold, Tony? Do you know? I don't, but um, no, I, I I don't know how many. Um, might be seven or eight thousand at the moment. Right. Well, that's good. They should sell more now. Why did you say imperfect ten, Tony? If you don't be asking, because I, you know, without blowing smoke up your hole, I thought you were a freaking great player. But there you go. Well, it, it's got. It, it, it's perfect 10, but it's got a little IM in front of it in red on the front cover, um, like a sm- smaller IM. I'm imperfect, imperfect. It? It's it's to do with how I was off the field more than on the field, really. All right, OK, fair enough. Because you, you, you should have got more. I'm tell you anymore. Buy the book and bloody read it. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, hey, that's, you... My, that's my sales technique, time. That's a good sales technique, that. No, Mel, your sales technique is not that. You call <laughs> anyone who doesn't buy your book a word. It's not very pleasant, and we won't mention the podcast. Um, he's, he's very I've good. Got, I've you... got his book. He forced it on me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's his second part of the sales technique. Where he throws it in your hand and says, "Give me thirteen <laughs> quid next week." That happened <laughs> to me. But um, <laughs> the thing is, Tony. I mean, you look back at them days and you think. Per- I mean, I, I can say it because I'm Irish, but I, I, I think it's a disgrace about an England catcher. You, go, you should have got a lot more than that. You, Frank Worthington, all them people, Stambles. It just seemed rather harsh that you didn't get as many caps as you should have done. Yeah, well, I, as, a, as I've said before, read the book. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do mention Don Revy. Uh, there's quite a bit about Don Revy in one, one chapter or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, he, he, he didn't like us for some reason. I can't understand why, because he had a Leeds team that were full of talent. You know, all right, they were hard as well, but they were full of talent, probably mm. the best club side in the world between 65 and 75. And he let them do what they wanted on and off the field. And um, and then he get, gets the England job and then decides he doesn't want the likes of me, Bolsey, Worthy, um, Marshy, um, Alan Hudson, Charlie Jules, they're the six that he got together at Bisham Abbey once and said, You don't figure in my plans. So, Jesus, you know, and yet I was in for the three years he was in charge, I was in most of his squads, unless I was injured at any time. I was in most of his squads, but he only gave me the one cap. I guess just to shame you weren't born near me, Tony, because I'm really great at the national. You ended up qualified for anything, but you've got more caps. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But listen, Tony, we're going to let you go. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the uh, 17th at the Lyric Theatre in Hammersmith. And uh, I hope it, it gets a good turnout because it should do, because, uh, you know, the result didn't go away. But what a, what a moment in our club's history. And, and you were part of that. That was flipping amazing, fella. To, to get to Wembley at QPR, Jesus, in the second division, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of my time at QPR after... Uh... After being there as a kid, and uh, and uh, obviously the people in charge at the time didn't fancy me, so uh, 
uh, it, it was great to come back and uh, to my local club because I was only born 15 minutes up the road. Yeah, you're an Edgewood boy, aren't you? Well, I was born in Edgewood, but I was a Cricklewood boy, you know, Cricklewood, Wilsden, uh, Golders Green, that sort of play, that sort of, you know. So just 15 minutes down Scrubs Lane. Yes, you didn't have too far to travel, did you? That no. Sounds like, that sounds like the name of a song. <laughs> the, the, the Pogues should have wrote that. But listen, Tony, we're, we're going to get you back on the podcast again soon because I want to hear more about your time at QPR, but what I want to do is get everyone to read your book first and then we can talk. come back and talk about the book and not relieve any spoilers so you, you maximise your sales. Or alternatively, you could just go out with Mel and sell it outside South Africa Road uh, if you might start. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Do that, lovely. It's a pleasure. Good luck, mate. And thanks for what you did for that, that 82 season, man. That was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck for the running. Yeah, yeah I think we'll need it, mate. We'll, we'll need yeah. it. But thanks for joining us, Tony. Take care of yourself, Cheers, mate. Tony. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do you know what? What, what a generation of players that are so nice and so humble. Oh, it's lovely, funny, yeah. Do you know what I mean, Mel? I mean, there's, there's times you there's this podcast. Yeah, was he he was meant to do his book signing before Christmas in for the Swansea game that was called off the COVID scare and all that sort of malarkey. But he I had, he came down to my local do a Q and A. No, he he lived up north and he came down. Still did my one, even though he's the next day. Still came down for me to do it. You know, he's, he's an honourable bloke. So, and we we quite enjoy ourselves. You know. He's uh no, and people don't forget Tony Curry was a brilliant footballer. I don't oh, I mean, yeah. he was a brilliant look. Sheffield United, Sheffield United vote him their greatest ever player. That's some accolade, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and he's he's a good bloke. Tony's just one of us, and he, uh, but he was a better footballer than all of us. <laughs> as simple as that. Isn't it? I think my mum was a better footballer than me. Um, hmm. I've seen her play. <laughs> But no, it's not because we do the podcast and we get people on sometimes. And I'll be honest with you, some of them are just like, "Oh, Jesus, that, that didn't go well," or that. But you know, for him to, you know, it, it, I think it was injuries that really played his career, wasn't it? Really, I mean, he, you at, know, range, at Rangers, at Rangers, he yeah. was like, what Tony wouldn't. It's in his book and that what he wouldn't allude to there. He he was you know the old cortisone injections and that, but he he, he really wasn't fit a lot of the time at Rangers, and he, he's quite upset about that. He he he, he thinks he could have done himself more justice. Um, it's but, really bad. Yeah, but yeah, no, nah, but he, he didn't. Uh, he didn't really. He was there qu- quite a while. He didn't play as much as he should have. But he he knows himself. He had he had injuries, and he when we signed him, he was on crutches, and we paid four hundred grand for him, which at the time was quite a lot of money for a team that just been relegated. Um, but he no, nah, Tony was a good player. Just, yeah, just a, uh, that that John Watson won that a quality goal from a quality player. Tony Curry was a quality player. He got, he got good of the season, I think, as well, a couple of times. But once, definitely once. TV, though, he got it. It was, it was the one, one of the, um, the goal against Leeds v Southampton, I think, in about 77 or something like that. Well, uh, it's pretty much the same as saying, Rodney, there is a hero from the past. But there you go. That's a shame. I'd love to say, I've been trying to get him on this podcast for years and it never works. And, I think he lives yeah. in Florida, doesn't he? Yeah, but we had Stan. We had Stan. We had. We had um, Marshall and he was American, but yeah, I'd just love to get Simon Steele on because I don't think I've ever really ever heard him being interviewed. I've read his interviews, but never heard him anyway. We're going to cover the RZN now because Charlie, have you got your rant off your chest now, or is there anything else you'd like to rant no, about? No, I'm a bit happier now, I've been a bit lighter, so we're all good. Yeah, 
And you and um, so your eyes end is what then? So I was I was actually struggling for one. Um, maybe that was my eyes end. I had a rant before, but you know, I don't mean to be so cliche, but I think it's um, let's just you know take each game for what it is now. Let's not try to get so caught up in you know this team's got this many points. You know, oh my god, like we, we could slip out the playoffs. This would be a catastrophe. Let's just. Let's just try and get behind the R's now and just try and enjoy whatever we've got of this season left and just try and get the most out of it. And, and if that ends up being in the top six, I really hope it does. It will be disappointing if it doesn't. But let's just go out on our shield. Um, and, you know, there's no guarantee that next season we'll have all these players in this squad, whether, you know, we may, we go up, we don't. So, yeah, nothing, nothing new, nothing exciting. But let's just, you know... Let's just get behind them and let's try and turn this season around. Mel, I've got a funny feeling you might mention a book. <laughs> uh, I could do that at the end, but um, if just kind of what Charlie says, look, look, this has been great this season. We've, we've all, you can't say it hasn't. We've, we've been a bit poor lately, but that's probably always going to happen. We're fifth. Now, it's March, it's March, was it March the 2nd, though, where it is? If, if, you'd have, if you'd have said March the 2nd, you'd be fifth. You'd have bit someone's hand off for that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you would actually. And uh, and if we stay fifth in, you know, May the seventh, I think the last game of the season is, I'll be happy with that. Playoffs or a lottery, anyone can win it. So we might get another day out of Wembley, which is a bloody road for us, isn't it? So, it, <laughs> so um, I'm sure maybe Tony Curry could be there as well. So yeah, look, it's, uh, <laughs> on the fortieth anniversary, good idea, Mel. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Um, Write another book. <laughs> I don't think Mel's got it in him to do another book just yet. <laughs> and um, it's look, it's, it's, people have just got a lot. Of, I'm sure the team are positive and the supporters have got to stay positive. That's what I say. Getting on the team's back at the moment isn't going to do anyone's any favor, any, any favor at all, really. Look, we're fifth. That's the bottom line. We're fifth. We haven't been. We have. This is the best season we've had since since 2013, 14, when when we won the playoffs. And the fact is, that season, we had more money than any other bloody team in the division anyway. So, so Finney, your mum could have taken us up that year, quite frankly. <laughs> and, um, yes. Well, that's the truth. Let's, let's be honest. The, the money yeah, yeah, I agree. Is, is disposal that year, you know. Um, so, look, if we stay fifth, would you take it? I would. Oh, God, I. I'd take sixth. Yeah, I'd I take anything. Because but, you wouldn't expect it. It's, it's, such, it's, it's, it's so weird because... Maybe that's half the problem because we were playing such great football. We were scoring so many goals. We were playing so well that everyone's kind of got a wee bit kind of way and we're having a wee bit of a reality check. I don't know. Well, 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 Finney, you said we finished third, your prediction at the start of this season. I remember the podcast, so don't you, you know. These <laughs> have had COVID. My memory's terrible. I didn't oh. say third from Worldo, did I? Right, yeah. Okay. Now I'm just reminding you, just grounding you a little bit. Well, Jimmy Dunn said second and first. He wanted to win the flipping league. Yeah. Um, well, you'd hope the players that ambitious. What's the... Do you know what the story is with Dyke's injury? That's something that, that was sort of... No, it's a bit of a mystery. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't think it's long-term, but the truth is you, you want, with our forward, lack of forward options, you want all of our forwards bloody fit, don't you? And I don't think we've had that for a while. I don't think we've had three fit no. strikers for quite a while now. And it's that, that, you know, it's weird. Not, not being in the cup, having caught up most of our games now, not too many midweek games now, which should work in, in our favour. And... And all these teams still in the FA Cup, but still with lots of games to play. You've got Bournemouth, 
They, you know, they've got a massive score, but these games come thick and fast. So they'll, Bournemouth will have a game nine every, two a week now, won't they? Yeah, yeah, they're going to get absolutely mullered. But uh, I think that's uh, why they brought 40 players before the transfer deadline. <laughs> Kiefer Moore's out for the season, isn't he? They bought him and he's going to play. Yeah, uh, I think I think they've done the last 10 strikers. Yeah, true, yeah. But um, look, just I, 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 to any support, I'm not being sanctimonious here, but just stay positive, lads. If, if we don't go out or we don't let the players, it's still been a bloody good season. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it for the first time in a long time. That's the truth. And it's nice to see players. It also rains. Yeah, this is good. And it's also, I think, after a Blackpool game, you can see what it means to people when they jump on each other's yeah. backs. And, you know, it means right. a lot. I'll, I'll take that every time just to see that that reaction. Right, my hours end is a whinge. Now, there is a surprise, I hear you say. Oh, but it's a go. good... Yeah, the Blackburn, right? Half empty ground. They stick us at the top. Ridiculous. Loads of stirs. And poor old Richard Allen and a few of the lads in the disabled section were actually put behind a billboard and could see Jack shit in the home end. They were lucky, weren't they? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you travel for like seven hours or whatever it takes, three hours to get up there and just stuck behind a billboard looking with the home fans behind you. But it was bizarre. I don't understand why we were put in the top tier. It seemed weird. And then a couple of people in front of me asked if they got the lift. They were told no, and there was a lift. And it just, it just seemed they, they wanted to make the, the day more uncomfortable than, than, than it needed to be. And it was a bit disappointing to be fair. I don't know why they did that. It just seems a nonsense. But there you go. That's, that, that was my whinge. And I guess the scheme of things with the world being absolutely flipping mental, it's, it's not much of a whinge. But yeah, just a bit disappointed the way they treated everyone. And, um, yeah, and we'll do predictions and um, not obviously predictions about the state of the world because God knows what's going to happen there. But um, predictions for Saturday and um, hopefully we'll get another podcast next week. Mel? Yeah, of course we will. Um, we um, Predictions for Saturday. 2-1 Rangers. Huh? Didn't even think about that, Mel. 2-1 Rangers. Look, look, there's no easy games this division. Cardiff beat Derby last night, I think, the night... Um, um. So, yeah, two one Rangers. I'll, I'll, I'll take it anyway. It can hit the ref's arse and go in for all I care at the moment. Just get the point. Yeah, no, no, I like hit the ref and go over the bar. But hey, ho, and all that. Tell you a thing. Timo Werner has just scored for Chelsea, so things might. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's that's disappointing. Um, Charlie, prediction. I don't know why, but for me, this just screams one one. Not sure why. That's the feeling. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to be honest, I always every single prediction I back us to win, but for some reason I've got a feeling it's one-one. I'm gonna go for one-one. Well, I'm I'm hoping it's gonna be three-nil because I've got to work Saturday night, which means I've got to watch the game sober, which means I'll get in in time. I won't miss about 15-20 minutes like I normally do. So I'll get in on time, and it'll be a great feast of football. And I'm hoping a three-nil, and we can get everyone rocking again, and then we get to I go to Um And we'll talk about that next week. Mel, I might drag you back for next week if you don't do anything. Yeah, no, no problem. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just say, just in, in uh, Tony's book, which I've got in front of me now. Obviously, I've, I've got a copy of it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it, what the reason it's called Imperfect Ten. I know Tony sort of mentioned it. This is he had problems off the pitch that no people don't realise that these days. Okay. So that's the the reason the Imperfect Ten. Um, but it's, it's, it's as, as football books goes, it's one of the better ones. And I'm my book. Gonna- my book is Guilty by Association, and I'll I'll be sending it to Rangers. But if you want me to post it to you, I can do that. Uh, it's mel 64 at hotmail.co.uk. 
send me an email and I'll send you details and then I can live the rest of my life in the Caribbean. I, no chance. No, how much do you charge for postage? Uh, three quid for postage, £13 for the book. And what if it was local? Were you bring it on a bicycle? It doubles up as a Millwall brick as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Charlie, it's been great to see you again, mate. Don't leave us so alone. Hopefully you get back next week. And of course. Mel, as always, good value. And um, what's the see book called? Again? Guilty by Associates. Yes, I'll see you all Saturday, lads. Come on, you ours. Indeed. Come on, you ours. And thanks to Tony Curry, who was amazing. This all has right. been Uncle All Tune in again next week. Yeah,